Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I hope everybody enjoyed their weekend. Got some beautiful weather here in the tri-state area. Hopefully there are some brighter days ahead. And I know from a sports standpoint, Sunday in many ways, at least the way I perceive it, kind of has this like bittersweet type of feel to it because... For the last five Sundays, the last dance and being able to relive the memories of those great Jordan Bulls was front and center in our living rooms, was front and center on TVs week after week. And you'll often wonder with a lot of these documentaries or a lot of these like highly talked about, highly touted Ideas, are they going to live up to the expectations? Are they going to live up to the billing? Well, I think it goes without saying that this 10-episode, five-week type of deal was all you could have hoped for and then some. It was stupendous every which way. And we've talked about it from the rise of Michael Jordan to... The Doug Collins, Phil Jackson uh, change as far as who the head coach was going to be. Jordan's gambling. Jordan's competitive spirit. It's all been covered. It's all been great. What I really loved on Sunday was how they got into those epic, and I mean epic, games and series in Jordan's final two years in Chicago. And I think a lot of people lose sight on how mentally tough that Utah Jazz team was in back-to-back years. And I know some have made the argument that in the run for Michael Jordan and that Chicago team during the 1990s, that Phoenix was their greatest threat. I know some want to throw the New York Knickerbockers in there. I know some maybe looked at the Indiana Pacers, and we'll get to them in a minute. But for my money, 
the team that gave them the toughest series in the NBA Finals was Utah. Because they were able to do it back-to-back years. And they were on the verge in both of those championship series of taking the Bulls to a seventh game. Now, for what it's worth, they would have had a far better chance of winning a seventh game in 1998 than they did in 1997. Because in 98, number one, you're playing on your home floor, where Utah was incredible all year. Two, Scottie Pippen and the back tightening up. That's going to throw a monkey wrench into things where you don't have your second best player. And Scotty basically told you on Sunday, look, I was as much of a decoy as anybody known to man with the way I was hobbling around, with the way I just couldn't move in trying to play game six. I've always said to this day, I believe if that series goes seven with Chicago and Utah, there would have been a great, great opportunity for Utah to get them. Great opportunity to beat them. Didn't happen. But reliving some of those games, whether it's the Jordan game winner in game one, and you want me to give you a critique of the documentary, I'm going to give you a critique of the documentary. I don't know how in the world they don't show Carl Malone at the charity stripe. And I don't know how they don't get a clip of Scottie Pippen somewhere saying that the mailman don't deliver on Sunday. Because that to me was one of the more iconic moments of that series. That sequence, Jordan's game winner, and Jordan, you know, in 96, 97, had additional fuel to the fire in the sense that Carl Malone had been named MVP. And I was going to eat at MJ. And I was going to bother MJ. Carl Malone had a great year, deserving year. But we've seen it in this documentary, and you know it if you know anything about Michael Jordan on the basketball court, on the golf course, in a casino. He wants to beat you at everything. And he wants to stomp on you while doing it. He don't want to do it with ease. He wants to kill you. And that's what made Jordan so great. And of course, it added a ton of fuel of fire in that first NBA Finals matchup with Utah. But the whole Game 5 deal, for him to be as sick as he was, and they get into this story of the pizza, whether you want to believe that or not, whether that's just kind of adding to the urban legend. Maybe they're trying to make some people in Utah look really, really bad in the process. I don't know. Maybe that is part of the urban legend, but maybe it's accurate that they had a pizza delivered by like five different people, Jordan ate the whole thing and felt like hot garbage the next day, but yet still willed himself every which way through that game, hitting game-winning shots, And having that many ways be one of the signature performances of his entire NBA career. Like, I think if you think of what symbolizes Michael Jordan, I think people at first are going to bring up that game winner against Cleveland and Elaw early in his career. Then you're going to look at the first finals when... Jordan against the Lakers. And it's that clip you see over and over again. It's the call by Marv. A spectacular move by Michael Jordan as he's like switching hands, fooling the defender, and then going up with the basket. And that was really Jordan's first run at a championship. But I would look at the two signature moments of his career 
the full game. Game five of the finals against the Utah Jazz and willing his team to victory and also having a game-winning shot in game one of that series. Let's not forget about that. But then, of course, 97-98 in the last dance year where they were tested. You know, the Bulls that year might have been tested more towards the end than they were in any of those years. The two years, the Bulls, to me, were the most vulnerable. 92-93, when it went down two other Knicks, came back and won four straight. Then, of course, going back to Phoenix and being on the verge of going to a game seven. Each of the end of the three-peats, it felt like the Bulls could maybe, could maybe get knocked off. But in 97-98, they were pushed to the limit by that Indiana team. And that Indiana team, folks, was damn good. That was Rick Smith's tremendous player. The Davis boys, tough. Mark Jackson at point. Reggie, Jalen Rose, and Travis Best coming off the bench. You had Chris Mullen on that team. You had Larry Bird coaching that team. That was probably the best team Indiana had in that run, including the one that beat the Knicks and lost to the Lakers a couple of years later. I'd argue that 97-98 Pacers team was probably their best chance of getting a championship. And they had the Bulls down early in Game 7. And they showed that jump ball late in the game when the Pacers came storming back. Took a two-point lead on a Rick Smith's N1. And they showed the jump ball between Smith's and Michael. And Michael, even though he's you know giving up about five, six inches easily on Rick Smith's, if not more. Wins that jump, ball bounces around a little bit, and it finds its way to Steve Kerr for a shot that tied the game and really was the biggest shot of that entire Eastern Conference Finals. But they were testing that series. It was rock'em, sock'em. It was a war. It went down to the end, and they had to play the finals a couple days later because I think it was either a Sunday or a Monday. It was a Sunday to Wednesday type turnaround. But yet they built the three games to one edge on Utah. But as Utah won game five, and Pippen gets hurt in game six, and Jordan's fatigue was a factor. Because if you watch that sixth game, as tremendous as he was, he was leaving a lot of shots short. But for him to be able to muster up enough energy to put together the sequence he did in the final minute of that game, the final minute of that game... I mean, if that does not sum up the career of Michael Jordan, what will? Down three, inside a minute. Blows by Byron Russell. Layup. Makes it a one-point game. Knew exactly what Coral Malone was looking to do in the post. Stayed at home. Blindsided him. Stole the basketball. And then, of course, Phil wisely. Allowing Michael Jordan to work his magic with the infamous push-off. And I know Costas and Jordan and a couple others are trying to defend it. It was a push-off. It's okay. Probably wasn't going to be called in that day and age anyway. So, different world in the NBA. And I think the iconic moment that should have been the lasting image of Jordan's career. Like when I think Michael Jordan, the first thing that comes to my mind is that game-winning shot against Byron Russell. The iconic shot, winning the sixth championship for the Chicago Bulls. 
Reliving some of those games, and I know they're going to have it on later in the week. Game six, Chicago and Utah. Those were unbelievable series. The NBA at that point in time was, for me, top notch. Every which way. And I know we have seen the NBA is the sport that caters to the dynasty. In fact, the NBA, more than any of the four major sports, is going to cater to the dynasty. And it's because, well, you got one of five on a court. If you have one of those transcendent special players, odds are it's going to bring you a whole lot of success. From Bill Russell to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to Magic and Bird. And of course, with the great Michael Jordan. And the NBA, for me, as a now 32-year-old sports fan, they have brought out the most dynasties that I've seen in my years of watching. Because I can think of one, and I guess I could give you a second in my years of watching baseball. And we'll do that in a little bit. In football, there's one clear one. Although I caught the tail end of one of the dynasties that I guess we could mention. But in the NBA for me, folks, it feels like all I have lived in watching that sport is dynasty after dynasty after dynasty. And the one that will be the most memorable, the one that I will attach most with the NBA, Jordan's Bulls. Giving you the three-peat, not once but twice. Jordan having his year-and-a-half retirement, going to play baseball, and then bouncing back with a vengeance, taking down the Sonics and the Jazz and the Jazz again. But what we are going to do in kind of tying in the last dance and the end of the last dance to what will be our quote-unquote trip down memory lane, I want you guys to kind of put the wheels in motion here and start to reminisce a little bit about some of your favorite dynasties in your years of watching sports. And look, we'll get to the one that we know quite well here in this town if you're my age or you're basically anywhere from 35 and under. That's a dynasty that's going to be vivid, of course, in those 90s New York Yankees. Yes, there's one before my time locally, but one of the hockey teams in this town. As good as it gets winning four straight with the New York Islanders. But the NBA specifically has catered to the dynasty. And in my years of watching the sport, there are three obvious dynasties I can think of. It starts with Jordan's Bulls, the most dominant for my money, of those dynasties. Then you had the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, who won three straight, but in many ways, it felt like they should have won more. That may sound crazy, but it felt like the Lakers should have won more. The stunning loss to the Pistons in 03 and 04, we know it was the end of Shaq and Kobe at that time. Even the loss to San Antonio the year prior in the conference finals. That team had the larger than life figure at center. They had a wing who had this mentality about him that was, in many ways, Jordan-esque. Now, LeBron's better all-time player than Kobe, but from a mentality standpoint, 
the closest thing I've seen from that fire and that drive and that will to win at all costs has been from Kobe Bryant. Those Laker teams with the same coach as the Jordan Bulls, Phil Jackson, from 2000 to 2002. Wrecking crew. But then the last dynasty I have to mention now, and I think it's going to be fascinating to see how they evolve and how they change over time, would be none other than Steph Curry, the Splash Brothers, and the Golden State Warriors. When you find your way into five straight NBA Finals, and you win three of those Finals, you're in that category. I'm curious to see if the Warriors, with the loss of Kevin Durant now, and not this season whenever it resumes, but next year and the following year and the year after that, can they find a way to get their second wind to maybe relaunch and add to a top-notch dynasty? And there's one I'm missing in the NBA that doesn't have the short spurt and the short burst. What they do have is longevity. And that, of course, is the San Antonio Spurs. San Antonio's dynasty basically went from 1999 to 2014. They never won back-to-back titles. But from 99, 03, 05, 07, and then rounding out in 2014. Talk about a gold standard of excellence. That was gold standard of excellence for almost 15-plus years. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.